previously on The Game of Rassilon. Having followed a TARDIS distress signal through the vortex, the Doctor's TARDIS slowly materializes on the surface of another world. Which doctorate student or doctorate program member is is the owner of this TARDIS? It is a, uh, a doctorate uh, participant by the name of the Auditor. But the Santarans tend to attack our small settlement uh, pretty much at the same time every day, and we've kind of gotten used to it. Fortunately, we have an individual who's set up home in our camp and who is keeping us relatively safe. What in the name of Gallifrey are you doing here? This place is a, is a war zone. I've been here for weeks. Well, um, I mean, you did send out a distress signal and I followed that distress signal, so that's why I'm here. What? I didn't send a distress signal. Help doesn't send out for help. And you see this short figure walk in, this hooded figure, and walk over to the console. And then you see them lift their hood. And it's a Sontaran. And the Sontaran fiddles around with the controls a little bit, appears to send the signal, looks up at the camera, hits it with the stun probe, and then the feed ends. You know where the TARDIS is if you need it, right? Uh, kind of way. Cool. And then I'm going to run over and push the button, whatever button up, turns on that transmat device and jump in it myself. We have been fighting this, this child, this trainee for days and we were waiting for a worthy opponent as is custom I will give you time to prepare for battle you have five minutes Carrie, you have just watched the Doctor leap into what appears to be a large square with a hole in the front of it that is about the size of a person, and then disappear. But before she did so, you also watched her drop something into the ground. Well, I pick it, pick it up. Ha ha. It appears to be like a small, uh, like a bracelet looking device, slightly smaller than a human's wrist, like probably would be good on a child's wrist. Uh, or just someone with a very, very narrow wrist. Riley, before you jumped into the Sontaran Transmat pod, did you repair the uh, the the communication bracelet before you jumped in? Yeah, if you, I remember, I, I spent a story point because the the system you have was I got a point if it was broken. Perfect. I spent a, I spent a point if it was working, so I spent a point to save us some time. Fantastic. So, Carrie, you've picked up this very small bracelet, uh, mm. but it does have a a single solid green light on it, and you mm. are. Uh, currently standing alone in, well, say alone, because uh, Renee and Kra are there uh, with you as you've just watched the Doctor jump into that transport device. Is there an adult around here? Or is it well, just I, me? I'm here. I'm I'm an adult. I'm I'm in my mid to late 50s, possibly early 60s, okay, depending on so, who's asking. Got it. So how how good do you feel about jumping into that hole after the Doctor? Well, I will be completely honest, I did not know that it was working. I've been working under the assumption that it wasn't. 
I can vouch for its safety, for all we know, your doctor friend has been scattered into atoms. Cool. Cool. Excellent. Not great. So, my question to you is, uh, what can we do to, like, make sure that, like, something bad doesn't happen, or just in case something bad does happen, where we're just, you know, prepared, like a boy scout? Well, we, we don't know where, if that's, if that was heading to the Santaran ship, we may be in for an earlier than scheduled invasion. And Qua, just sort of uh, in between sips of the Capri Sun that he's finally got working, goes, usually we just, uh, usually we just ask the auditor. He's, he's pretty good at the, you know, explosions, tech stuff, Centauran things, laser beams, transports, communicators, got random it. So fires. We, yeah, we gotta go Cut back to, to the credits. <laughs> credits <laughs> end. He's still explaining. <laughs> uh, there was one time the toilet overflowed and he was really helpful with that. He had this thing called a plonger. Incredible device. Travis, is there an off button? I don't know. He's been talking my ear off. I can't take this anymore. I'm a really good PA, but I'm not this strong. I'm, I'm not this strong, Travis. Take okay, Carrie, Car- what, what happened? Information. Overload. Need. Cat. Hug. Now. I, I have uh, resourceful pockets. Um, I would like to immediately reach into a pocket of my robe and see if I can find a kitten that has been nourished on food pellets for the last month to hand off. Oh, if we're, if we're in, are we in our TARDIS? Oh no, you are, you are in the Auditor's TARDIS. There are no kittens here. Okay, got it. That you know of. That, yeah, Yeah. right? Until you, until you just offered one, I, Carrie gladly takes the kitten and starts rocking in the fetal position on the ground. Well, uh, if that is the case, then Casey, I would like you to do a resourceful pockets roll to see if you currently have a kid. I rolled a five. Uh, there's, you, there's no kitten. Yeah. You do pull out a bag of uh, cat treats, though. Can I spend a story point and find a plush kitten? Like, the best I uh, can do? I'll let you spend a story point and swap it out with a plush kitten, sure. Thank best you, I sir. can do, I'm afraid. It's okay. It helps. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, there's two cats in our TARDIS. We're just used to that. Carrie, now that you have your support animal, what happened? Where's the doctor? Well, uh, a square opened up and she jumped in and I was left with these two hooligans and then I asked them what we should do from there and, well, they said that he, he just makes all the decisions here, so, uh... Was this yeah, square kidding. roughly 90% the size of a carport? I don't... Uh, What's that? What, what kind it's of carport? A garage. You, you use the strangest a measurements in, in, the, uh, in the doctorate You play program. a Time Lord eccentrically the way you want to. I'll play a Time Lord eccentrically the way I want to. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, about uh, three meters by three meters? Uh, uh, Chubist think... art if he stopped if he gave up around the 90s and neon got it got it so 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 if if this was just a modern piece of art that was just a blank canvas then yes we are talking about that size mother of god she leapt into a centauran transporter oh but those are easy to track you got you got to understand our, our the doctor she just does stuff like this like we don't get too bent out of shape about 
her just jumping into random things. Um, oh, really, Travis? You, your anxiety doesn't go, huh, maybe this, like, might not be a good idea. What if she gets stabbed? What if she doesn't come back? What if I'm left here alone? What if your teacher gets crushed by a Suntoran Krieg bomb? What he said. I've grown a lot as a person with my travels with the doctor, and yeah, I still have those little anxieties, but if I spent all my time focusing on it, I don't think I'd do anything else. It's okay, not Killian Parker. It's okay. <laughs> uh, so this TARDIS of yours is kind of different than the one we travel in. Could you yes. point me towards uh, uh, a console I could use? Maybe we could track the doctor. Cool. That was the that was the auditor pointing at the console. <laughs> I mean, the audio podcast. Every every. every oh yes, literally right behind you. <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, it's Travis turns around and I think it goes over to, like, um, maybe, like, a plain, flat surface. And, like, when he puts his hands over it, a keyboard illuminates and, like, a holographic display pops up. And just the shock of seeing high technology in a TARDIS, like, throws him for a second. Like, oh, my god! Oh, yeah, this is a much sleeker yeah, affair. I, I do have to apologize. It's just a Model 60. Oh, it, I mean, no, I... I can probably Forgive still work me, with that's, this. That's that's the desktop theme it came with. I I thought I was going I was going to treat myself and get a new desktop when when I graduated. Oh my god! Look at this. You don't have any icons on the desktop. The doctor's desktop is just that's neither here nor there. And I start uh, uh, typing in. I want to try to basically track uh, the doctor's transmat. Yeah. Go ahead and give me ingenuity and technology. Tech adept. Yep. Uh, well, I rolled very poorly, but I still got a 14. 14? I'm going to say that's a yes, but. The yes, but gives you the information that, yes, the Doctor has gone via Transmat to the Sontaran flagship in orbit, the one that you saw being pulse-beamed away, but you are not able to... The beam has kind of been scrambled after that, so it's difficult to kind of follow that beam up and Transmat right. yourself there. Um, hey, kind of a good news, bad news situation. Good news is I know where the doctor is. Bad news is we may need to stop blasting that Sontaran flagship because that's where she is. Quick sidebar, um, the beam that has been has been pushing the ship up, it's like designed to be non-lethal, correct? Like it couldn't yes. penetrate the hull if it tried to. It's like, well, I mean, not to undersell myself, but we couldn't puncture that hole if we wanted to. It's it's more of like, did you ever have a smaller sibling and you try to keep them at arm's length and they're just, they can't quite reach you? That's about as all we've managed to muster here. Oh. Excellent. Uh, is it a reverse gravity beam? It's not so much a reverse gravity beam as it is an opposite of gravity ray. Oh, you reverse the, <laughs> you reverse the polarity. While this is going on, I'm having a moment of, like, Time Lordy, like, the, the, the babysitter here. I'd like to look to LaCroix and Gra, like, what have I told you about preparing some tar and equipment without me around? This is how things happen like this. You bring it to me before you fix it. Wait. We didn't, we didn't actually do any repairs on, on the pod. We think that the Sontarans may have, may have either repaired it themselves, or maybe it was never... Fully broken. I, I Also, my name is Renee. It's not Lacroix. That's. It, it might. I might change it to Capri Sun, depending on whether I can ever, ever pierce this 
this pouch. I haven't tried yet, but but Claw had a really tough time with it. So I would I like to just to... okay. I've got cord. I don't have the coordination to do it for him. Scolding rescinded. Full apologies. Would you like a sweet? What what sort of sweet are you offering? Fumbles in pockets. Whatever isn't covered in catlins. There's nothing there that is not covered in catlins. <laughs> just because I think that's funny. It's just <laughs> what you do is you extend your hand and it's like. A bunch of lint, a, like a Rigelian nickel, and a glass marble that, upon closer inspection, is actually an eyeball. A glass eye, yeah. yeah. Oh! Oh. I never got to give that back to Ronald. Um, never mind. Rain check on the sweets. Uh, Travis, other person. I'm sorry, it's a new day. Triage circumstances. Do, do I notice the, the device that Carrie is holding? Uh, yeah, I think you spot that Carrie is holding this kind of bracelet with this yeah. green glowing light on it. Oh, hey, uh, what, what, what did you, what did you pick up? Oh, uh, I don't know what this is. The doctor dropped it, and I just, you know, I thought it was a good idea to grab it, you know, just in case. Do I recognize it? Obviously, everyone else who's been on this planet would, but I'm just wondering if Travis recognizes it. The auditor recognizes it as a Sontaran communication device. Mm -hmm. It is typically used for troops to communicate with the flagship. Mm -hmm. I think, Travis, I think you do probably have a recognition of it from the Cyberman database that is currently sitting in your brain. Mm -hmm. I think Carrie is the only person who has no idea what it is other than maybe something you might find on the sail rack at Eclair's Accessories. Yeah, like, as per usual, Carrie is clueless. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> okay. I point my uh, sonic abacus at the communication device, and I am trying to figure out with my awareness if it's been paired with the Santaran transporter any time recently. Go ahead and give me uh, awareness and technology, please. All right, so that's four, plus tech adept is two. Two for the sonic, three. That is a three, so that is a 17 total. 17. So it's not paired to the transporter, it's not, it's not paired to the, the, the Sontaran transmat pod, but the repair job that the Doctor did to it just before she jumped into the pod did pair it with the nearest Sontaran ship, which is in fact the Sontaran flagship up above. So you now have a direct line of communication with the Sontaran flagship. Okay. The I need a roll for Constitution because this is the one thing he hasn't been able to do uh, this whole time. And I think, like, the faceless specter of whoever's been just bombarding the town for the past month, and, like, the prospect of actually going face-to-face -face with them, I need I need a, a, a constitution check here. So you're checking to see with how, how... Okay, yeah, so go ahead and give me resolve and survival. He has no survival, so... Cool! That is a total of eight. Eight, yeah, you are feeling very bad about this. Like, if you, if this is something you've been anxious about, like, like having a face-to-face -face conversation, and it would be face-to-face -face because you do recognize this as a holographic yeah. communication yeah, device. Yeah, exactly. Using your words, how do you feel? I think uh, he fumbles not to drop the device from his hands. Like, he just goes into blue screen of death mode for a hot second of like, oh, this is the final exam. This is, this in my hand is the person. Yeah. I think, and I think Carrie and Travis, I think you both immediately see this on the auditor's face. Like you, neither of you are uneducated in the ways of the 
anxiety attack. And I think you are seeing that now on the Auditor. I have been here for 32 days. And can count on both hands the number of times I've actually slept. Hey, Auditor. Auditor. Yeah. Yes? I believe in you. Yeah, man, you totally got this. But, like, I, I really gotta be honest with you. It's not really healthy to go this long without sleeping. Like, I don't know how it works for Time Lords, but I know for me, if I don't take my daily nap, it is bad news bears. So, like, if we can if we can just, like, tuck, tuck you in or something after this, we got you. Travis, if you're, like, within, like, hand-clasping distance... Oh, yeah, totally. When you say you believe in him, I think you look down and he's gripping your hand, like, white-knuckling. He looks you right in the face and says, I'm not going to lie. This is why the doctor travels with companions. So you don't have to do this stuff alone. I wasn't alone! I had someone, and then he got blitzed to six different kinds of hell. I I would not lead with that. (laughs) Couple of deep breaths. Remember your training. I am trying and scrambling to think of a pithy one-liner, something to say, and it's just not coming. And I think you know that's what, what not he's everyone going gives me a doctor on their first day. Yeah, it takes a while to learn how to have that doctor <laughs> element of one-liner. If if I can give you one piece of advice, maybe don't imagine the Santarans in their underwear. <laughs> Well, they don't actually wear anything under the armor. It's just straight through to the probic vent. About the width of a walnut. Oh my god! (laughs) So I take a look at the auditor, and I see that he's wearing sort of like the very formal kind of Time Lord robes. And I start looking around, and I want to see if there's any sort of, like, coat or some sort of clothing, because... Travis has traveled with a doctor for a while, and there's not, you know, there's a certain style that accompanies the doctor, <laughs> and I'm trying to prop the uh, the auditor up. So I, I you know, I, I'll, if I see it, great. If I need to spend some story points, I want to. We're gonna put together an outfit <laughs> for your big moment. All right. No, I love this. A makeover <laughs> montage. It's like you I'm can't go to your final montage. exam dressed like that. Let's find something pretty. Yeah, I, I'm almost, almost certainly there's going to be like a TARDIS wardrobe. I think that's probably like a standard fixture in a TARDIS. Mm-hmm. And I think the, the, the way to the TARDIS wardrobe probably hasn't changed much between models. No. So, yeah, what if you were to lead the lead the auditor to the TARDIS wardrobe? Yeah. And say, and just di- direct him to have at. And, and here's, like, here's... Pep him up, Foot. Yeah. Pep him up. And here's the thing. There is no wrong combination of clothing the doctor has shown me pictures of her past self whatever you feel like that's fine it doesn't matter if it matches it doesn't matter if it's practical you just have to find you however we will give you opinions (laughs) all right so so casey what if the auditor is kind of going through the wardrobe what is what is the outfit that what, what are you what are you pulling towards as the auditor what is uh what do you walk us through your your clothing montage uh well first thing he's gonna do is shave his face he can't have the the, the whiskers that he has been able to grow in the four weeks of not 
worrying about growing him himself. He is going to put on the crispest of crisp white Oxford button thing as the bottom. Obvious waistcoat, I think, is is a good continuation on that. There's this really wonderful wallpaper that I think would look good on a vest. It's like paisley, but if it let itself go and just get all funny. Like, throw rings of Saturn into that for the vest. Bobbly paisley, okay. Yeah, kinda. And uh, a suit that goes to, like, not quite tails in the back, but, like, just underneath. Like, he could get away with, oh, you're here for the fancy dress. And... He finds a Predonian scarf because he's proud of being a Predonian, just like the doctor. Um, and he just sort of looks himself up in the mirror and like, well, take it past his master. Travis and Carrie turn towards one another and then they turn towards the the auditor. Yeah, I think that'll do. <laughs> you know, you do you. It's a strong look. It's a very strong it independent i i am so sorry i have the mad hiccups right now i'm really trying to struggle through them um but carrie might just have the hiccups because i have the hiccups yeah he's his jacket even has a little uh uh, pocket on the inside for his sonic abacus he does like the you just need one more thing and travis reaches into his jacket pocket and Mm -hmm. it is unbelievably covered with dust and hair on the back and I try to affix a sticker to the auditor's lapel and it says you're great but it keeps falling to the floor and I'm just like this is why the doctor usually hands these out and I just hand you a you're great sticker which is sort of our I saw to get to my lapel (laughs) I let you do that at a a sweet cost point of zero Oh, I have to just triplicate the adhesive. It's fine. You know what? <laughs> I take him by the shoulders. I feel grape. You are grape. Now let's go talk to some Santarans. Yeah. Um, no, that way. <laughs> I, I, I've just become the auditor's hype man. Right. Let's go reach out and touch someone. Back aboard the Sontaran ship, uh, you are standing face to face with a worn and weathered and battle-weary Sontaran. And by the way, because of the impulsive nature of that act, that going onto the Sontaran ship, leaping into the the Sontaran transmat pod, I'm giving you a story point back uh, for that impulsive act. That's a really cool thing to do. Um, I would like uh, to give... I'd like to pass that to... I love that that scene just played out with giving the the auditor a costume that's like doctory and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. I feel like Dan's the one who like initiated that. So I'm gonna bequeath my story point that you gave me to Dan because I maxed out on them anyway. So well, thank you. Okay, at, no, that's I perfect. would also yeah. like to give Dan a story point for for bucking the auditor up when he needed it most because that uh, was that was straight up companion gold. Right I there. will let you hand one of your story points over to uh, over to Dan. Thank you. Oh, the, the, the Time Lords just dig Travis. This is just great. Well, you're you're ba- you're basically one of them now at this point. You're not that far from being a Time Lord. So yeah, you're standing in front of this this weathered and worn Santaran who has just declared that uh, in the in- as per tradition he's going to give you five minutes to prepare for battle. Right. So just to be clear, you did kind of make the odds like unfair. Like you you cheated a little bit because you went inside the enemy ship already 
even though you didn't think it was a superior enough enemy, so you're already kind of working against your own glory. I'm just gonna point that out there. So I think, personally, if I if 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 we want to actually have a real battle that's worth any salt in the game whatsoever, what if you just let me peek around here for just like a little bit, just so I can like get the lay of the land, and then we're even, Stevens, and then we're right back to like, oh, I'm gonna feed you, oh, I'm going to defeat you, Doctor. Like, that kind of thing would be good, that would be good, right? Good, excellent, that's, that's what's gonna happen. And then I like, just walk past him and start walking toward console to see what he does. I think he puts a, he puts a hand on your on your collarbone to kind of, re it's a hell of a reach, but uh -huh. just to kind of stop you uh, physically, do we want to do a roll I, for this? I am going to anticipate him doing that and I'll roll yeah. for it or whatever you may do, but I, I kind of like, not unlike what I did in the live show where like, I, I kind of like, move towards the guy, but then, like, spun and, like, threw the object. I, like, definitely figured he would do that, and I kind of, like, purposely stepped in a way where it looks real cool, because it looks like... It looks like I knew he... Like, I'm not stopping. It's all fluid. It's yeah. like... It's like... It's not unlike... You see Jack Reacher, like, the car, like, comes sliding up, and Jack Reacher steps into the car and swirls up. It's like that. It's, like, all fluid, and I just keep moving around, because I'm, like, awesome. And I'm, like, yeah. I, I don't know what it is, but my brain is just thinking about that that one Tom Baker story where someone tells him to turn around and he just does a little 360 pirouette. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In spot. Yeah. Uh, I, I anyway. feel like I feel like I'm on extra cocky doctor mode right now, so that's okay. why. I would like you to roll. I'm gonna call it coordination athletics. Okay. Uh, versus versus the Sontarans. Uh, I'm gonna call that strength and fighting, even though it's not. I'm going to call it Strength and Athletics for the Sontaran. Yeah, that's fine. I do now need to open up the Sontaran character. Okay, well, um, I did not roll great, so we'll see how it goes with the Sontaran. But... Could I pitch adding Voice of Authority to um, to compensate for the vocal component? As pushy engineer man? I would like it. Yeah. Are we adding Voice of Authority to, yeah, to Riley? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Body language a... of authority. Yeah. And I did yeah. say, like, it was I did... like a vocal I, it, component. That's why I... Yeah. I did sorry, it, sorry. I did say, like, a speech, like, uh, yeah. this is what's happening and all that. Um, so I rolled a 13. And then I, I think I'm going to spend story points to bump that up, but let me see how much I have to spend to fly based on what you rolled. Okay. I rolled a 16 total. Okay. So how many story points do I have to spend to get... Because I, I think I'm, I'm, at, I'm at a no but right now, I think, but... If you want to go to a flat yes, that's two story points. I'll do it. Why not? I never use story points that often. I want to use them more. So, yeah. okay. So, I have used two, so I have six left. Okay. So, yeah. I think that, I think the way that I am going to play this as a story point move mm -hmm. is that I don't think the Sontarans are used to being bantered with. Like, I think the Sontarans yeah. are very it's literal. Not thing. And they're very, so I think that, like, the, the Sontaran put his hand up to stop me. But I think I think that was happening while I was physically moving, but I was still giving my speech. Mm. So I think that he's now taking a second to process what I said of like, well, you you cheated. And so now I'm giving you the opportunity to level the playing field. And so that is what I think. I think that's why I succeed is I, I, I just gave him a little bit too much to process. And now he's just now catching up with what I was saying and what I was doing. Yeah, he immediately barks out, stop. Oh, oh, I'm not, I'm not, that's, that's, I, not, that's not happening. Um, so I just keep going towards their console. <laughs> you, you don't understand what you're doing, doctor. 
Right, I, I actually don't because I got thrown into a battle that I wasn't involved in and uh, there's, there's, a, there's a very nice man down there who really needs a nap and he didn't do and, and he defeated you and you got your feelings hurt and you're trying to, to, to be all grebbly and wobbly now because you got defeated and you're like, oh, well, we'll, def we'll lose to somebody bigger. So I'm, I'm just going to let you have what you want, which is losing to someone bigger so you can just accept your defeat that you've already gotten, like, multiple times. Like, he has just mopped the floor with you. And so, if you're not going to accept that defeat, maybe you'll finally accept this one, and then you can just do whatever it is you were going to do with your Saturday. So. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not seeking defeat, Doctor. I am seeking asylum. Okay, well, if you're seeking asylum... That's a totally different conversation, but maybe stop attacking a planet first. Like, you, you called, you, 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 when I got here, you said, okay, I, I have to admit, I had an energy level that I was hitting, and now you give me new information. So now I'm trying to, like, dial back the energy to process the new information because I wasn't ready for it. Okay, we're, I appreciate your honesty. Who are you seeking asylum from? Why, the Sontarans, of course. I, oh. That's... Perhaps it would help if I introduced myself. I am General Kor, Sontaran Battle Professor. My role in the Sontaran fleet is to train new clone batches. We use this planet to run skirmish examples and test testings to train new Sontaran troops. Oh. But I'm old. I'm nearly 15 years old. I was a great Sontaran warrior once, a long time ago. But the Sontarans no longer see benefit in my tactical genius, in my abilities. I am old and therefore fit only to train the weak against the weak, to pit the pitiful of our newest clones against the weakest of your Time Lord doctorate trainees. And I grow weary of it. So I seek asylum. And Sontaran custom dictates that you do not ask for asylum. You claim it in battle. My goal here today, Doctor, is to conquer our bazaar. To claim the planet as my own. Because it is difficult to say no to your conquerors when they ask for help. Oh, well, in that case, um... <laughs> Albazar surrenders, and now you've got asylum, and you, you have now a place to live peacefully, and don't have to attack anybody else to make it happen. Um, can, can this, that right moment, be the moment that the communicator switches on? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Listen to me, you Santarin can of blowhard! We're never giving up! We're never surrendering! And you're not getting a brass farthing here! Oh, Alright, oh, wait, me? no, call, call. Forever. Calm down, Tim Allen. Forever. Calm down. <laughs> Calm down, Jason Nesbitt from the film Galaxy Quest. Uh, we are giving up, and we are surrendering, and it will be fine. People have died! Right, and then I'd like that to stop, so here's an idea. What if we did that? Listen, listen. Uh, I. Tell you what, uh, auditor, this is a, this is, um, while you're auditing this class, how about you, uh, stop, uh, stop working remotely 
and uh, come on up here, and you and I can have a conversation with 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 uh, Admiral Kor here. Um, and was it Admiral? What was your rank? I'm sorry if I General said, General Kor. Sorry, General Kor. Um, yeah. Uh, let's 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 just stop this uh, telecommuting and just come on up here. There's 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 a box in the junkyard, and I I think it'd be really great for your uh, your your independent study to really kind of get this kind of level of negotiation up close and personal. So, face-to-face, uh, I don't know why you're still standing there. I think I've clearly told you to go find the box and get up here. Well, right now he's got one Time Lord hostage, and I'd rather he didn't have two. Okay, well, um, that's great. Uh, but he's got a Time Lord who is willing to talk to him, and... Fine! Fine, we'll do it over the remote. Listen, here's here's the deal. And I I'm gonna bra- I explained to him what I was just explaining, so we don't have to, I don't have to explain to Casey what he just heard and the audience just heard. So I explained what he said about how he is... Trainee, yes. this is asylum. So you see, it's a really simple solution. He has to claim victory over the planet to stop attacking the planet. So if we just say, "Hey, you win, and and you live here now, and you're you're good," he's done. He's gonna stop. He's gonna stop doing it, right? Like if you you you're not gonna attack a planet you already run, right? No, it's our planet. It will be our planet for the glory of the Sontaran Empire. Right, and then, then and we're leaving the Sontaran Empire. Right. That's kind of how we, I we do asylum. I fail to see how that benefits the people they've been blitzkrieging for more than a month. Um, well, that's the fun thing. Is See, they're only coming here to attack because you're here to fight against them. So if 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 people were, if, if you weren't fighting them, they wouldn't be fighting you. And that's that's kind of how this whole thing is working. So it's sort of a it's sort of a uh, starbelly sneech situation where like you're gonna keep change. Yeah, it's not a good analogy. Anyway, it's sort of a thing where it, if I may, it's a feedback loop. Yeah, if you may, you you absolutely if may. If I may, I'm, let, I'm letting you, you may. You may. If you declare defeat to us, the one thousand eight hundred twenty-seven Santaran fleet, and then we claim asylum, we then become the first. Albazaran fleet. And we will defend your world against the might of the Santarans that will invariably come to attack this planet once we have claimed asylum. You're... Okay, you just you did sort of... You did sort of drop... I'm, I'm really on board with ending this bloodlessly from here on out. Yes! If yes. more Santarans will come and attack, then we're getting back into the whole... Without question! With, okay. Tra- Travis takes the hollow communicator just for a second and kind of puts his face in the camera and goes, uh, give us one second. And I put our end on mute and, and I, I go, and I go right, I, and I go to the auditor and I say, okay, so this is your final exam. Uh, everything you have learned up until now is modeled after that person right up there pointing I point upward you know indicating the doctor and this is where you need to decide whether you're supposed to do the thing you've learned you should do or the thing that the doctor would do and there's no way of knowing until you do it so if you really truly believe in the doctorate program the fate of Two peoples, the Albazarans and the Santaran, rests on your shoulders. And I hit unmute. 
General, what assurances do we have that you will actually protect the indigenous life forms of this planet? I am a Somtaran warrior of my word! Give me those assurances. All I've heard so far is descriptions that have been a little too loose to, to pin hopes of safety on. The doctor is just like leaning back at this point and kind of like putting her hand on her chin and essentially she is taking all actually actually i think the doctor has actually pulled a little notebook out of her pocket and she is very much like a a uh like a um proctor dmv a dmv like yeah like a proctor a dmv instructor just kind of like starting to like make some notes um and like watch what's happening and she's like basically she's she even though she didn't hear what travis said to the auditor i think she picked up what he dropped down and she's now just like stepping back, and she has now let the auditor be in charge of what's happening here. I am aware of the Santaran custom of promises to non-Santarans having no value. Santaran custom here dictates that in order to request asylum, we must conquer those who we request asylum from. If you are declaring your surrender, we will request asylum. This clone batch is new and fresh, and young and full of blood. And we will fight to defend your world and the peoples upon it. But the ritual must be fulfilled. The promise must be made. If you promise to surrender, we will promise to claim asylum and become the protectors of your world. And you will need protecting. For the Santarans do not take kindly to those who choose to leave. The auditor turns to Qua and Rene. You heard him. Do you trust him? You live here. This is your planet. Rene turns to, to Qua and says, We've kind of built a business on their entire invasion thing, so if the Santarans continue to invade, that's money in the bank. But yeah, if they I, start living here, that could be that could be the greatest business opportunity of our lives. I need a cord that you won't displace the original inhabitants. Is that you to the to General Core? Yes. General Core says, I promise you, we will not displace the original inhabitants. You will we not are enslave the original inhabitants either. Slavery is not the Santaran way. We conquer and destroy. We do not enslave. What was that Very about destroying? Well. Very well. Then as a Time Lord, I'm officially declaring the citizens of Albazar an endangered species. And he takes a piece of fabric from Rene's toga, rips it off. Here's your white flag. And just drops it. We officially surrender. You are now in charge of the protectorate of Albazar. I, I love that. That's amazing. I love it. General Kaur looks to the doctor and says, your, your student has done well. We will begin preparations to plant the Santaran flag in the center of the courtyard. And then we will formally request asylum. While... while they were negotiating and I was like taking notes. I kind of stepped back and went over to where their console was while they were focusing. So he looks around at the console and mm -hmm. what I have done. And again, I will spend any story points if I need to on this one or I'll roll for it. I have mm -hmm. changed the transponder for this world that's being sent out to the main Santaran fleet 
to direct them elsewhere so that the Suntaran fleet can't find this world again to come back to it to attack it. Oh, I love that. Yeah, if you want to make that a story point spend, uh, looking at the chart chart here, that's going to be five story points. Is the Doctor reversing the polarity of the transponders in the Suntaran technology? Is that yes? That's just, it. Just feels too classic. Uh, yeah, it's uh, if you want to spend five story points to have that be the case. That's, yeah. that's a little heavier than we usually go, but yeah, it's working. Working towards the end, it's fine. I don't. I usually always. Yeah. I usually have so many left over at the end, especially because I have to roll. I roll so high that I'd rather spend something that has a consequence than than like, oh yeah, let me roll for it, and then it's like, cool, I rolled twenty five. Mm. So, um, yeah, I'll do that. And I, if I'm reversing the polarity, what I'm doing is. I'm I'm sending the signal of like so if the Santaran fleet tries to find uh, Albazar, they're just gonna find themselves. Like they're gonna like they'll like if they like use any sort of like faster than light drive to arrive at Albazar, they're just gonna arrive back wherever they started from, and they're gonna be like in their own, their own little feedback loop. And maybe maybe I'm hoping that maybe what they'll do is internal themselves while they're in space. Like well, if our enemy is here. It must be us! And then they fight <laughs> each other. Like, that would be hilarious, but I don't know if that's actually going to work out. But regardless, they won't be able to find Albazar anymore. I love that. I love that so much. Are we still open communications with the general? Uh, yes. I, I was considering moving to the the flag asylum scene, but if there's more you want to do, then by all means. Just one, just one last thing. Just like, yeah, sure. General, there are people who would be alive today if you'd approach with an olive branch instead of a spear. Click. And the doctor we, just pulls out her notebook with her like score and just like adds another point to the, to, to his to his points to his like his, his, his evaluation. Yeah, I'm picturing um, a rubric we, that the doctor has hand drawn various emoji into. Like it's still an <laughs> indecipherable system, but it's yeah, really it's, it's time lord emoji. They don't exist yet, and they went out of style sixty years ago. Some of yeah. it's Greek, like literally Greek. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Gallifrey uh, writing is practically emoji to begin with. We cut forward in time to the outskirts of the settlement on Albazar as the Sontaran flagship uh, lands just on the outskirts of town. A, a procession of Sontarans, armed, led by General Kor, walk along the central road into the courtyard where waiting for them outside of the Water Fountain TARDIS is the auditor the doctor carrie and travis are you also with the auditor or are you observing what is what is happening in this moment for you i think i i don't think i tell i don't think i transported back so i think that i'm like alongside the Santarn army arriving in okay coming in with them okay the auditor is polishing his i feel grape sticker and uh gives uh travis a strong pat on the back um, yeah, I think I think I'm flanking you, and I don't know if Carrie is on the other side, but I feel like yeah, you know, like, for, for your air quotes graduation, it does feel appropriate for a Time Lord to have uh, companions. You know, I literally don't think I could have done this without you two. Aw, that is so nice of you to say. We barely know you. Oh, you, get, you get a Turkish delight for the that. Uniform together so well. Oh, oh I'm my. so proud of you. It's 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 a literal badge of honor, but I think you're putting a lot of credit on us. You 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 brokered peace. You are so fly, yep. so fly. We had a lot of help. Pretty fly for a time, guys. And then he just leans in quiet, so no one outside the fan the the fountain can hear us. But like, 
I'm really glad that worked because between you and me, I had nothing left. <laughs> can I can I tell you a little secret? That's, Go ahead. That's the most doctor thing you've said all day. I'm going to hug you now. Bring it in. Gen <laughs> Just as General Core steps up and he sees you hugging, um, he uh, pulls from a uh, a holster on his belt what looks like a Sontaran stun stick, and then he flicks it out into a. Uh, into a, a beam with a with a flat and a flag unfurls from the top, mm. and he he looks to you waiting for permission uh, to to plant the flag in the, in the Technically, this is your terrain now, General. We've surrendered. Very well. And he forces the flag into the ground, and then as he does so, he then immediately turns to you, hands you his rifle, and says, "I." General Corps of the 1,827th Sontaran Fleet, formally request asylum. As the official delegate for this endangered species, asylum is granted. Talk to Rene and Claw about getting this turned into a plowshare. Um, and then he just starts going off of a grocery list of uh, allergies and uh, deliveries <laughs> that have to be made every week and so-and-so's uh, the, the, the school needs to be rebuilt because you atomized that three weeks ago um, there, and, there's, there's uh, a star mitzvah that you have to oversee there's, oh my there's God, the star mitzvah there's the star <laughs> mitzvah he just hands over an entire data pad of reparations that they have to start making get this to-do list taken care of and you're welcome to stay very well, for the glory and honor of this clone batch, and for the honor of this tired old general, we will get to work. And he starts barking orders at uh, at the 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 Sontaran soldiers to lay down arms and begin work on rebuilding. General Core looks to you, Auditor, and says, "Auditor, we would be honored if you would join us in the rebuilding of this." The settlement. I know we've caused a lot of damage. We would really appreciate it if you would help. You'd stay behind and help us. Two conditions. One, I get to leave and come right back. I have a time machine. I can go on vacation for as long as I want. I need a break! And two... <laughs> I get to leave when it's over. If you need to leave when this is done, when the when Albazar Albazar has been restored to its former glory, then you may, and you will. I think I understand why the doctor leaves. It's 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 hard to stay. It's been very hard to stay. But you have been a worthy opponent, and I regret that I did not see that in the moment. As a, as a gesture of truce and respect, I hand you my rubber mallet. He takes the rubber mallet and he bashes you upside the head. No, uh, and uh, he, he nods knowingly. <laughs> ah, <no. laughs> I think the doctor watches as this ceremony takes place, but she actually leaves it and doesn't watch it, doesn't watch it finish. And because she wants to let the auditor have it, for himself mm. and not something she interrupts him and then she heads off into the desert and yeah Travis and Carrie want to come with her they totally can or they can stay and watch the, the surrender they can do what they want but she 
she heads off for a little while and then finds a cave. And then in the cave, she finds the still living Professor Praximal, who has been waiting and observing from a distance as the auditor finished his successful uh, solo field aspect of his final exam. And she says to him, you kid did good. Professor Praximel, who is alive, but is uh, very clearly nursing a, a very broken leg, is, is sitting uh, on a large rock beside a campfire, looks at the doctor and says, You know, when I detected that distress signal had been sent, I, I thought the boy had thrown in the towel. Well, uh, maybe you should have a little more faith in him, because he actually did quite well. Uh, and then I hand him my notes. Very well, it seems he has performed admirably. Actually, he performed doctorately. Very good. Do you think that that the auditor will react well to learning that I'm not actually dead? Do you you think that's something that he'll react positively to? I, I don't think he will, but... Um, no, no, he absolutely won't. Um, and do you know what that's going to be great for? Making him more like me, not trusting those who say they're in charge of him. And then I walk away from him. I mean, I'm just going to point out that, like, my, one of my professors did try to, like, conquer all of Gallifrey. And, like, <laughs> that's, that's true, that's He was fair. very bad about it, so I, I definitely, like, there's a reason I am the way that I am. And unfortunately, uh, there is quite a bit of me grieving for people who died who weren't dead like a lot like quite a few times in fact one of them and i are still currently fighting uh it turns out so i'm just saying it's a lesson he has to learn it's a little bit rough but i think he'll be more he'll be a better doctor because of it i I think you may be right doctor thank you as always for your help how are you going to get back to gallifrey because i think he just took his his tardis and and he reaches into his pocket and pulls out a time ring and says, Oh, the usual way, 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 way. battle weary no while uh, while we are waiting for everybody else to do their stuff uh, i've already defeated the santaran so we cut okay, back no, and you just see the oh. doctor standing on the bridge of santaran <laughs> ship they're all unconscious she has them all piled up as she's just, she's defeated them and she's got her leg up and she's like that's why you don't call the expert and then i wink at the camera and the credits roll
Okay, cool. Thanks for listening, everyone. So I'm going to spend a story point for that all to have happened. Have a good well, one. So happened. that's twelve story points. Yeah, that's... And then I'm gonna and then I'm gonna fail uh, the auditor for having spent time <laughs> accessorizing. Well, no, I'm kidding. Okay, so sorry. Continue. Go back. To yeah. your, go, back um, go back to your little skit. <laughs> um, Jesus. Well, no, I don't want to.